Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, it's Monday, and it's usually not a happy Monday, but Pash and I, known as Jessica Pash, I call her Pash, <laughs> that's my nickname, uh, we're both happy. Both our teams won yesterday, yes. Pash, your Patriots, my Packers, and both right now are the number two seed in the seeds in the conferences. Wow. Well, yeah. there's still a lot of football left to be played. A lot of football but... played, yeah. And this is the part of the year where things get tricky. Weather starts becoming more of an issue, especially, or I would even say, honestly, more of a home field advantage for both your team and my team. No doubt about it. But it'll be interesting. Hopefully we can both stay healthy through the remainder of the year because, you know, (laughs) that hasn't happened for my Packers. Yeah, yeah, well, you got Aaron Jones back from what I saw. I think he did. He limited, but he did play. You know, Aaron, um, it, it's funny. Um, oh God, the 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 back out of Boston College that Green Bay drafted. Why can't I remember his name? AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. You know, when when they drafted him, he was called a wasted draft pick. Mm. You know what that mm. reminds me of? What? Calling off a storm because the models don't have it mm. a week or ten days from now the best storms are the ones that are on a matter he is good it's very good and with that that's a nice little segue you know pash we we've been talking about you know the cold and and it's been cold i i do think that this air mass is underachieving a little bit from what i thought it was going to be when you and i talked about this last week i thought the cold would be a little more widespread And, and you know it's been cold you know upper midwest to the northeast but before we get into all the cold boy is it warm in the plain states, I thought there's at least going to be some cold in the plains, you know, when we were looking at this for this upcoming week. But it, it's widespread warmth, you know, temperatures 10 to 20 degrees above normal in the central U.S. Yeah, and it's quite a dramatic contrast, I would say, too, from, say, the northern plains mm-hmm. to the upper Midwest. I mean, you could see it, the the temperature map, the contours that I was looking at, say, just yesterday or even the day before, it was like a kaleidoscope, you know, you yeah. could see from the 20s in the upper Midwest to 50s across parts of the northern plains. So it's a relatively small chunk of real estate that you see that dramatic difference in, but it just has to do with the fact that that digging trough here across the upper Midwest and much of the northeast is just allowing for that cold air to continue to come on in and even though it's not cold i was just saying before we started this podcast that we're getting to the point in the year now where it it was it was a little bit chilly yes mm-hmm. but now i'm leaving my house in earmuffs gloves yep. and a scarf every time and i'm not excited about it no no and <laughs> you know and the cold lingers up in midwest and northeast and you know we also talked about how the snow would be building downwind mm-hmm. of the lakes. Well, there's going to be another shot of snow and some lake effect uh, Monday night into Tuesday. And it's not like it's a monster lake effect outbreak, nothing like that. But, you know, it keeps adding up, keeps adding up and keeps adding up. But there's going to be a little reprieve in the pattern. 
as we get into Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. as another system, a little stronger, heads a little farther north, some of this milder air is going to be leaking and, and, and spilling into the mid-Atlantic and northeast Thursday and Friday. Lots of places on Friday will be well in the 50s you know, back above normal in lots of areas. Uh, and then it turns a little colder as we head into the weekend, just a little, but yes. certainly not in the plains. I mean, even in the plains, they'll get a little shot of cool. But other than that, I think they stay mild at least through Friday. Yeah. A little off topic here, but do you do a tree, Bernie? Oh, do I do a tree? <laughs> the you question you should ask, well, <laughs> I don't have, I get the trees okay. out of storage and notice I said trees. Oh, we have what well, we have one, two, three, we have five trees oh, wow. in the house right now. Now they're all artificial and I have nothing to do with the decorating. I am what I call, um, you know, every, of things. Y- yes, <laughs> yes. There's another word for it, but yeah, let's just call the carrier of the trees. I'm the one <laughs> that gets the trees, puts them down, helps putting them up. And then my job is, is, is take done. them down. The, the word I use is lackey. I'm um, okay. the lackey. I okay. do all the muscle work, but all of the I- intricate uh, uh, and all the decorating, I, I have nothing to do with that. The Mostly reason because, I ask yeah. is because Thursday, I think I might venture out. So I do not do fake trees. You do you do real trees. I do the Thursday. real trees. Yeah. Thursday's looking like a good day. I might yeah, venture it is. out and it is. Uh, take one home. They take what yeah, I, I think that's right. That's the day because then it turns colder. Yes. And then we set up for the pattern just that I've been waiting for. And, and you talked about this last week as well. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting. I said, one of these troughs, instead of going across the northern part of the United States, at some point is going to be dipping or strengthening into the Midwest and Northeast. And that's when we finally get some kind of a storm out of this other than a clipper. And I think the potential exists and it's been that time frame. You, we've always talked about the fourth, fifth, sixth, anywhere between, you know, before the eighth, from the fourth to the eighth. And I think that this is going to start setting up as we get into Sunday. What's Sunday? The fifth of December, I believe. Yes. I think we're took looking at the possible. And notice, I said the word possibility. It's important. I and, and we'll talk about the setup. But the fifth, the sixth, and into the seventh. This is the pattern that I've been waiting for. Well, all right. This is the one where it's not a clipper. We have a, a digging trough into the central U.S. Now, can we get a storm? to form along the boundary with this trough, move along that and finally get some other than snow across the upper Midwest and in into the lakes and the, and into New England. Can we go, finally get snow across a little farther South? And I think this is the setup that at least there's some potential and that will be Sunday, Monday, and then the Tuesday. Yeah. I was just looking at some of the upper models here, the upper air models, and it doesn't look like that low cuts off. So I worry is there going to be enough cold air with that? Well, there's the, the problem is, and that's problem number one. Problem number one is you're not getting an injection of cold air as the storm's forming. You're getting the cold air out ahead of it, right? And then the high leaves, but there's enough cold air in place depending on the storm track. The key of the whole thing is, is not the northern branch. You're going to get a digging trough. 
you're going to get a digging trough and you're going to get colder air on the backside of the storm. So you're getting another injection of cold air. It's not Arctic air, but it's cold air. But here's the key. There's energy in the southern branch and it's very convoluted. It's this energy that's sitting off the West Coast by later this week. It's a little cut off low. And what you're doing is, is some of that energy then gets ejected eastward with that trough. And if you can get that southern energy to get out ahead of the trough, you got to get it to run out ahead of the trough. If you can get that to run out ahead of the trough late Saturday night and Sunday, you'll get a wave along the front. And then that wave moves north and east. The question is, is all, it's all about the speed and intensity of that, not only the northern trough, but the southern piece of energy. If that southern piece of energy moves in tandem with the northern trough, that is, it doesn't come up out ahead of it. It either lags it or moves at the same speed. Then basically, you know what you have? What we had on Thanksgiving. Remember, we were worried about cold a wave. <laughs> you have a cold front and then that's it. You have a cold front comes in, it turns windy and colder. There's some wind, there's some furries, there's some lake effect. Nothing of significance happens. But I've been waiting for this for the last two weeks. One of these troughs moves, dips into the Midwest, and then a southern energy gets out ahead of the trough, and then you have a wave. But what complicates it, even if you do get that energy out ahead of the wave, or you get a wave to form, where does that wave form? Does it form far enough west? that it's more of a track up the Appalachians and the snow would be in the Midwest? Or does it, or does it form a little farther east as the trough comes east and then you get a storm that comes across the southeast and comes up the east coast and then you get the snow west of the 95? I don't know the answer to that. All four, I mean, and, and, and I will say this, Jess, what, what discourages me from predicting a lot of snow or saying you definitely get a snow is what we've seen time and time again. What has it been? It's been a front. Every, yeah. every, like I was, I was somewhat impressed for Thanksgiving, that Thanksgiving day storm, you know, before, like early, the couple of days before I said, you're going to, I've been waiting for this pattern. You're going to get a wave. The upper low is going to cut off. But instead of that upper low cutting off, what over Northern New Jersey, it did it East of Cape Cod. So by this time, the storm formed, it was well offshore and it was just a front. Well, that's all it may be Monday and Tuesday but certainly, I think the potential's there. Yes, and we'll continue to track that over the next couple of days here. Hopefully, this is the one, but we just have to wait and see. You have to wait and see. Now, I think you bring up a point, though. The cold air is leaving you have, you have an, because you have the front coming Friday night and Saturday. Mm -hmm. Cold air comes in for a day, but then by Sunday, that high across mid-Atlantic leaves. So, so does the cold air. So what you're going to have to hope if you want snow is that this, the storm forms along the boundary and then cold air comes in as the storm forms and then you get enough back, uh, backside snow. But unless you get deep cyclogenesis, you're not going to get a big snow with this. What I mean by big snow, areas that get over seven, eight or nine, mm -hmm. unless the storm comes up the coast and bombs out and if that happens it would be up in northern new england but i think you, you kind of see the potential with this early next week yeah it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of cold air out ahead of it too i mean the 541 is cutting through central pennsylvania if yeah i mean it's leaving yeah. it's absolutely you're right it's absolutely leaving now unless you get the wave you, the colder air comes in with the next trough and that becomes a tricky that becomes a tricky scenario you don't have 
an injection cold, uh, an injection of cold air to overrun as the precip arrives. You're getting it on the backside. That could be tricky. Usually in that kind of a scenario, unless the storm really bombs out, you're not getting a large area of over six inches. You're getting threes, fours, and fives in a smaller area. So, you know, it, it's a tricky situation. First, you have to, you, you have to, is the trough going to dig in the Midwest and Northeast and Northern branch? I feel pretty strongly it does. I think it will. But then you, you have to play the Southern branch energy. Does the system get out ahead of it? Does it lag? Or isn't there any energy coming at all? I mean, all of that is possible. It's very convoluted, but this is how you get these storms to form where the modeling may not have it as close as two days before. That's how tricky this can be as we head into the weekend and early next week. But I just want to alert you, and maybe because I'm being stubborn, because you and I have been talking about this for 10 days, that this was the time frame, and it's coming into fruition but we'll see if it everything, but just to, in order to get it, you got to get everything to work out in a certain way. Otherwise it's just a cold front. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we also have to talk about the Northwest here briefly. Yeah. It looks like it's going to stay pretty unsettled there today, tomorrow. And we get another wave coming on another atmospheric yeah. river event, more rain, more possibility of flooding. But after that, after, say, Thursday, mm -hmm. it does look like they dry out here for a pretty good period of time until, ironically, just as we have that storm coming up the East Coast and the West Coast, it looks like a pretty nasty system coming in uh, Sunday night into Monday, too. Yeah, I just glanced at that briefly. The one thing that did catch my eye, the rainfall, you know, it's when you look at the rainfall in the Northwest, and I tweeted this out at Accurano earlier today, the rain has been consolidated. It's not been in the Northwest. It's been in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. It's been in a very, you have to go like from Portland on North. That's where the rain has been. You, you get to places like Boise, Salt Lake City. I know that's seen around West, but uh, uh, across East of the East of the uh, Cascades, there's been virtually no rain in the last 30 days. You get to Quillute, Washington. I was looking at Quillute, Washington is a wet place. They average about 14 inches of rain during the month of November. Mm -hmm. They've had 24. Wow. Think about that. they've had 24 inches of rain. Uh, Seattle, you and Justin were looking at this over the weekend. The fifth wettest November on record in Seattle, 10.14 inches of rain. They average about 5.89. So uh, Portland's been above normal rainfall. Uh, Astoria, uh, uh, Oregon, also uh, uh, above normal. Bellingham, Port uh, they've had over a foot of rain in Bellingham so far this uh, month. So it's been a consolidated area. I think this next atmospheric river, just eyeballing it, Jess, on the satellite, I think this is going farther north than predecessors. Mm -hmm. I think I once again, yeah, I, I, I think there's going to be some rain in Seattle and Bellingham and, and certainly call you, but I don't think it's the excessive rain that we've seen with other setups. I don't think that's going to be the case, but we'll see. That's going to be late tonight and then Tuesday and Wednesday. I agree. I think it's more of a British Columbia event here for yeah. this one. And I was talking about it over the weekend that this is actually kind of the pattern that we get when we have a La Nina. You, you get do. more rain into the Northwest. And so it's not uncommon, I would say, or too, you know, out of the question for them to have above average rainfall because that's typically what they get. And unfortunately, where we really need the rain is across parts of California, but Typically, you're not really going to get that no. with a La Nina. 
You know, just thinking about it this way, when it comes to the West Coast in the wintertime, um, when you have a, if, if, if you think about a, a water hose and you have an outdoor spigot, where do you aim it? You know, during a, El Nino, you tend to aim it in the Southern California and the Northwest tends to be drier. They can get some rain, but during a, 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 a La Nina, you tend to aim it in the Northwest and there's absolutely nothing going into Southern California. That doesn't mean you can't get a storm or two, but this is not shaping up. And I, and I think that what we've seen so far, Jess, is a microcosm of what we're going to see this winter. It'll be storm after storm into the, into the Northwest. But, and occasionally they'll, they'll get their way down in the central and Northern California. I think it's a struggle for Southern California. The only hope we have is that snowpack. Mm-hmm. If we can get enough storms to get at least normal snowpack in the central and northern Sierra, that's certainly going to help Southern California because that's where they get their water from, the melting that's exactly snowpack. exactly what I was yeah. going to say. At least yeah. hopefully in northern California, we can get some of those systems to dip a little bit further south and bring in some of the snow there. But still, I mean, we can't even get it into southern parts of Oregon no. right now. So No, you can't. No. You know, if you can get the jet stream in the southern California, they'll overachieve in rain. They always do because of the way the mountains are that, you know, the, to the north and east of Los Angeles, if you got a good west-southwest flow. You will overachieve with rain in, in the basin and in the foothills. But if you can't get the jet stream down there, it's the 570 decameter height line we look at, by the way, um, it won't happen. And, uh, and unfortunately, you know, you end up getting, sometimes you get these inside sliders, whereas if the jet stream comes in in the northwest, then it moves due south across mm-hmm. the Intermountain West, and instead of a Pacific flow, you get Santa Ana's, mm-hmm. which how many times have we seen that so far this year? Several. Which, several, and we're going to even have another very low-end Santa Ana Tuesday and the Wednesday, in which case it's warm, it's dry, and it doesn't matter that you're not in the fire season. The Santa Ana means the fire risk is elevated. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not good news for southern parts of California where they have the drought. And Santa Ana winds, not good. No. Well, they say, remember that song, It Never Rains in Southern California? <laughs> Did you ever hear that song? Although it has nothing so, yeah. to do with the weather. It has nothing to do with the weather, but the title, certainly doing a La Nina, is very apropos. And I'm being yeah. very poetic. <laughs> All right. Have yourself a good Monday. Pash and I are back on Tuesday. Hey, who do you like tonight? It's the, uh, it's the Washington football team mm-hmm. versus the Seahawks. Well, I have Russell Wilson, so I need a get right game from him. I have Russell Wilson in one of my leagues, too. So you or I aren't aligned on that. I also have Terry McLaurin. Mm. So I need some offense. We shall see. I don't know. I, I don't have a strong lean here. Just the same way I didn't have a strong lean in your Packers and Rams game. I didn't know how it was going to go. I like the Packers. I thought they would win. But the team that is just surging is your Patriots. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they've got the defense. You know, you look at the stats from that game, and I, I believe that Tennessee outgained them, but uh, there's always one stat. What's the one stat besides the score that always dictates the, the outcome? Turnovers. Turnovers. Mm-hmm. If you lose the turnover by two, by more than two, you're not going to win the game. So, for example, Green Bay was up 3-1 turnovers i did, i said their rams won't win this game and then i saw your patriots they they created four turnovers and didn't give up any in the national football league that's the, the i mean you're gonna win 
Yeah. And I think that also just in general sets up a really good environment for a rookie quarterback is having it does. a good defense. It does. And of course you have Bill Belichick as the coach. So that doesn't have, uh, he's a genius. Yeah. He's that he's an absolute genius. Yeah. We'll I can't believe he fell he to us. I cannot believe Mac Jones fell to us. Yeah. A lot of people wanted to take him in the top five. Yeah. But he felt his. Well, we'll see what happens. All right. Have yourself a good Monday. Pash and I will talk a little football. And we're going to continue to hone in on that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday time. And I want I want to make something. Boney is not predicting a snowstorm right now. <laughs> I am not, but I'm just saying that's the pattern that Pash and I have been waiting yes. for. Here it comes, but many things have to happen for this to end up to be a storm. And more oftentimes than not, they don't. But let's keep an eye on it. Have a good Monday. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Weather Insider. For the latest in breaking weather news, be sure to follow Bernie Reno on Twitter at AccuRaino. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 